0: Fiori is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash soccer.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: Welcome back. Well, what a season for Orlando City, and what a season for Duncan Maguire! 11 goals and three assists in his first season in Major League Soccer, a huge part of Orlando's success this season. He is a nominee for the MLS Young Player of the Year, and right now we are absolutely delighted to welcome in the man himself, Duncan McGuire. Welcome to Morning Footy. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Um, Okay, so I don't know if you are aware, but we all received some incredible gifts from Orlando City celebrating you as a nominee for MLS Young Player of the Year, which features this incredible sticker that says Orlando Runs on Duncan. Uh (laughs) We've got a Orlando City mug, which is very cool. And this is the the kicker. Dunkin' Donuts coffee, Dunkin' Maguire blend, huh? Dunkin' (laughs) Maguire, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Did have you seen this before? Did you know they were doing this?
3: I I have seen those. Yes, I I got one myself.
2: You got? (laughs) I hope so. I hope your mom got one too, right?
3: I hope she did. If not, I'll need them
2: to send their one by right down. So rude, so rude. Um, so, I mean, what, what an honor for you. You've just had an incredible season for Orlando in, in your first year. And Duncan, it's one of these things where we've talked about it on this show, it's not often that you see a player who gets selected in the draft come in and have such an immediate impact right away. How were you able to adjust to the professional level so seamlessly, so effectively?
3: Um, I have to say that my the relationship I had with my, you know, my teammates really helped. Um, I got acclimated with the team very, very quickly once I got to Orlando. So, um that, that helped a lot and then my coaches had a lot of trust in me, um, early on after some preseason games, so that was very very helpful and just just when my, when I was on the field for the first time my teammates trusted me like I had been there before, so it definitely helped when they would uh you know, if I made a mistake or something. So, yeah, definitely just with my teammates and coaches uh, allowed me to have success in my first year.
4: Duncan, um, in Omaha, I don't know how many Brazilians, Argentines, Latinos you had uh, growing up playing soccer, but now you're, like, fully immersed in in a Latino experience. What are you speaking better, Portuguese or Spanish?
3: Spanish, for sure. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my... When I hear the they yeah, speak Spanish, I know what they're saying. Sometimes when I hear the, uh, them speak Portuguese, I have no idea what's being said. <laughs> so, yeah, I would definitely say Spanish for sure.
5: Uh, Duncan, I want to ask you a little bit about your, your ability to sort of thrive. There's always the, the connotation that you can't find... Great talent within the draft, but you've proven that wrong. And I also want you to talk about how maybe the relationship you have with your brother and how strong the bonds are with your family have sort of helped you through this time.
3: Yeah, um, definitely in the draft, there's definitely a lot of a lot of talent. I would say, and I I do think that there's players that go that do not get picked up or don't get the opportunity that play in college that could definitely, you know, have an impact in the MLS. So I definitely think the draft is a you know, viable source to find good players for the, for the league. But uh, yeah, I'd say that my um, relationship with my brother is definitely um, a very meaningful one to me, obviously, but you know, it's definitely one that's kept me uh, in a good mindset throughout my first season. After uh, being away from home, he's, you know, if I'm ever feeling down or missing home, it's just a quick face time. And he's, he's got my, my spirits back up, but yeah, he's definitely been a, uh, and the main reason that I've, I'd say had success this year is, is that much of an impact in my life.
6: What, what's been the biggest challenge for you, Duncan, going from college to Orlando City? Because, it, you know, obviously you, you started as a sub, but you, then you started scoring goals. And you picked right up where Daryl Dike kind of left off as, as a college student and making that transition. But what have been some of the hurdles for you early on in, in your professional career?
3: I think at first, you know, just being the fact that I was in college, you know, everyone kind of puts the uh, stereotype out that college players don't find success often in the MLS. So kind of just having that little thing in the back of my mind that uh, it might be another you know, college player that doesn't find success was kind of uh, maybe a little bit of an issue for me in the beginning. But, you know, after a few a few months, I... I I grew past that, so yeah, that was kind of a struggle early on.
6: So, so what's your ceiling it, now that you've had your first kind of professional season under your belt? Where, how far can you go in your mind?
3: I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I, I do I see a ceiling for me. Hey, exist. Hey. Okay.
6: Okay. <laughs> 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 that's what I like <laughs> to hear. As a striker, <laughs> you gotta have that confidence.
3: Yeah, for sure. You definitely. You can't, you can't put a limitation on yourself, for
4: sure. Okay, speaking of ceilings, you definitely, I feel like every player visualizes themselves at their dream club. What club did you support growing up, Duncan?
3: Uh, I supported Arsenal growing up for a little bit. They team really uh. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never
5: talk bad about Big Fred's Pizza again.
3: That's a great <laughs> You better
2: not. You better not. Go get him. Go get them. <laughs> uh, Duncan, you uh, recently got back from uh, camp with the U23s, and this was uh, you know, your first time with the group. You score an absolute banger of a goal, but I want to talk about the Selly. The okay. goal celebration, because that backflip was absolutely tremendous. Here, here we have a look.
6: Okay, Let's go. It's rocking the Let's nine. Go. Let's we slowed go. it down so you could
2: see
5: it in all its beauty. And The cartwheel!
2: Oh!
5: That's a ten. I'm okay. sorry. thought the landing. Even the French Okay.
2: Okay. So, so I need to know how you learned how to do that because you're a you're a big guy. Sometimes it's not easy for you know a, a large body to to <laughs> do that. And so I need to know like what the process was, how you practiced, how did that come about?
3: I, like, watched it in a movie one time when I was younger. What? Sorry, like, just, I told my dad I wanted to learn, so he would just kind of, like, help me, you know, like, spot me a little bit. And then I just, once I learned it, I just kind of forgot how to do it, so.
6: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you just did this on your own with your dad. You didn't have, like, an, you didn't go to a, a, some gym and, like, learn from somebody who's a professional.
3: No, I just went to my backyard, and he, I would, like, jump, and he would just, like, push me over and then help me less and less. Until wow, I got that's it. so
5: cool. Dang. If I said I want to do a backflip, my mother's like, you're going to break your neck. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. You
3: know, my, 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 my mother wasn't too supportive of it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how's the Just
5: on. your dad for still doing it. Your six-foot house do you weigh? Jesus,
4: Nico! What is
7: 195? that? hinge? hundred ninety-one, one
4: hundred ninety-five. Just to understand to flip one hundred ninety-five pounds. I'm Never like six. Never ask
2: me my weight on there. No, I'm camera. not gonna ask your yeah. weight on air. He's like an athlete <laughs> to flip. I mean, that's
4: like me. I, I'm six foot one hundred ninety something. Uh huh. There's no no, no you couldn't you couldn't do that. No, not even with my dad spotting me. I don't What think if I, I hit you with my car? You think you <laughs> <thinking. laughs> <laughs> wildly
6: impressive moves.
4: what I'm Also, I just learned at.
2: that Nico is 6 feet tall. Who
6: uh, Duncan, quick question. Who who's been the toughest challenge for you in terms of a back line? Where where have you found difficulty in front of goal?
3: Um
5: We lost your camera. Right
3: there. Uh-oh. Oh caught hey! no. it caught it. Um, I'd say uh I'd say Nashville. I mean I know I did score, but I think like besides that goal, I never really got any clean touches on the ball. they were they were very tough back line to play against and uh, yeah they're pretty organized, so I would have to say Nashville okay I want
5: to ask about the mentality going into the playoffs. How do you have to switch? I know you're in second place you're already you're, you're in. What do you have to change? How do you have to play differently in the playoffs?
3: Uh, I don't think I should play any different than how we've been playing. You know, in the second half of the season. You know, we started off not great. In our opinion, we were like sitting twelfth or something. and we, we changed something in the locker room, and we ever since then we've had we've been the best team on the road. We've we've been winning at home. We've had like two losses in the past. Fourteen or fifteen games or something like that. So I don't think we have to change anything. Just keep playing our, our brand of so- of soccer, and we'll we'll come out all right. What did you change? We just we just demanded more from each other. We, we realized what we've been playing and doing on the field wasn't even close to enough to be the team that we wanted to be. So just demanding more from each other every day at training and uh, just expecting high quality from everyone has kind of been the difference. That's And you don't get many chances
6: in the playoffs. So when you get that one chance, just you got to be, you got to finish, you got to execute. So give my best to Oscar. Huh? Give my best to Oscar. I will. I will.
2: Heck of a coach, Uh, Duncan McGuire. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Congratulations on an incredible first season, and I want you to know you got my vote for MLS Young Player of the Year. I, I checked that box with the. A lot of enthusiasm. So, yeah, congratulations. She
5: actually did a backflip. (laughs)
6: backflip. (laughs) (laughs) This this
2: body can't handle it. Uh, Yes, it can. Uh, (laughs)
6: uh, A neck flip. The neck bounce. bounce.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right, best of luck in the playoffs, Duncan. Um, All right, guys, we're going to take a break, but we have plenty more to come on Morning Footy. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Well, the New York Red Bulls currently sit outside of the playoff picture heading into decision day, but that could all change on Saturday. A huge match against Nashville SC could determine their fate, and right now we are very excited to welcome back our good friend of the show, John Tolkien, a.k.a. j mai because that's what your friends call you, ain't that right?
3: That's the
9: one. Thank you guys for having me back. It's good to see you all.
2: Great to have you back on this show. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, this match on decision day. I don't wanna I don't want to put the the pressure on you, but there's a bit of a a streak going on for the New York Red Bulls and their playoff. Appearances and the the clinching scenarios get a little complicated, but basically, I mean, you guys need to win this game yeah. on Nashville. So, what's been the focus for y'all this week? What are the conversations like? What does training look like? Where are your heads at?
9: Yeah, first of all, for sure, all of us are feeling that I must win. Um, I'm pretty sure there's other scenarios where we could still get in, but uh to us, it's win or go home. And um, yeah, I think you know the past few games we've we've been performing really well and. We know going into Nashville, first of all tough environment. Um, second of all what they have best best back line in the league, I think. Um so yeah, those are two, two things you definitely don't want to be be uh, facing on the last day. But um no, we have full confidence and uh, you know, based on our form, uh, we're super excited to get out there and
6: running j Mai, I was fortunate to be the fans player of the year for the New England Revolution. And it's a pretty emotional thing because you know how much the supporters put into a season. And you were nominated to be the, the winner for the South Wards player of the season. I know you're a New York guy through and through. What did that mean to you? There's a video of you being emotional. And, and just how important is this to be recognized by the, by the supporters?
9: Yeah, you're big time. By the way,
6: no, no, so, no <laughs> <not me.
9: laughs> um no, it was uh it was it was really cool, you know, I had no idea that that was coming, um, you know, I found out after the game, and uh you know, I think it just being the fan appreciation night, and you know everything kind of just hit me at that time, you know, it's been a a season of highs and lows, and you know, I was super grateful to be recognized from them, you know, they're there, they've been there since day one, and you know they're there all the time, you know through the bad, through the good, rain or shine. So, um, yeah, for them to to select me, you know, it was, a, it was an honor. And, yeah, to be the local guy, you know, uh, I think there was some added uh, emotions there as well.
4: Jay man how do you feel that you're growing on the pitch? Maybe when you started out a, a, an award like that, winning the fans over like that, maybe it wasn't even in your mind. It was so far removed, and you've had so much more of an impact every season after every season did you imagine you would be this far this early in your career no definitely not um you know
9: obviously you can think think it and want to be there you know but you never really think it'll happen until until it's there um yeah i think just for me personally you know the biggest thing has been you know kind of having it's gonna sound crazy more of a personality on the field and you know, more of a leadership role. And, you know, I think with that has come better performances as well. And, um, yeah, again, to, to be uh, selected, uh, super special. And, yeah, to kind of look back from, from three years, um, you know, it's pretty crazy. It's gone so quick. But, uh, you know, amazing memories. And, yeah, I just want to keep on that trajectory.
5: j My, I want to ask you, playoffs are coming up. You know, this is a moment to be clutch. You know, and when I think of clutch, I can think of a few players that I, you know, loved growing up that I used to watch. I want to peel back the JMI layers. I want to peel back the slices of Taylor Ham, if you will. Oh, boy. And I want to <laughs> ask you, or roll. <laughs> I want to ask you, I knew you would. Uh, I want to ask you, who did you grow up sort of wanting to play like? And do you think of them as you head into these playoffs and those clutch moments you might have seen them
9: in? Yeah, to be honest, um... There was nobody really who I wanted to play like. I mean, you could say Messi, Ronaldo, those are obvious ones. Um, But I I always wanted to play like how I played as a kid, you know, at the field when I was younger. Um, Just so free and like expressing, you know, yourself and your game, um, you know, through soccer, football. Um, So whenever I'm on the field, yeah, I try and, um, you know, think back to when I was younger and just, you know, out there having fun. Um, you know, I'm still having fun today and, you know, when you can keep the fun in it and, uh, you know, keep it light but also serious, um, I think that brings out the best in me. And, um, you know, Troy has definitely a lot, uh, enabled me to do that, um, so I'm super thankful for that as well.
5: There's nothing more Jersey than to say you are your own inspiration. Who inspired me? Me growing <laughs> up. I want to play like me. I love that.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a mentality Alexis would yeah, 100%. live by. And endorse. Who do you think you
4: are? J-Mai, I want to ask you about your experience with the U23s. How did that go? And the possibility of, hey, playing in the Olympics. Chuck's so big on that experience that he had with the the national team at the Olympics. And we haven't been in there since he was in the team. Yeah. (laughs) It it must be super exciting having this opportunity.
9: Yeah. There was, um, first of all, a ton of excitement around the camp. Um, I saw you guys were just talking to Duncan he's an absolute legend by the way Uh, I got to know him a little bit Um, but yeah you know I think all of us understand the opportunity Uh, it's been it's been a while since we've been there and um, yeah all of us know the circumstances and you know it's just on the horizon and you know I think everybody there um, you know kind of got a taste of you know that competitive environment and yeah all of us are hungry you know great group of guys and I think it was two really good performances, um, you know, especially because we've never played with each other. Um, so I think it's definitely, you know, a really good platform to build on and, yeah, you know, what's better than, than the Olympics and representing your country, you know, at one of the the world's biggest uh, events. So, you know, if, if that can't get you excited, then, you know, I don't really know what you're doing as an athlete.
2: Uh, did you know, because I was shocked when I saw Duncan <laughs> McGuire just like sort of casually pull out a backflip out of his, his arsenal. <laughs> As a goal, Selly, uh, what was your reaction when you saw that from the big man?
9: Yeah, I was like, chill out, dude. Like, <laughs> that's not necessary. You can do that in the league. Like, <laughs> um, but that's his thing, I guess. Um, you know, he's super hyped and he has such a great mentality. And, you know, he's been tearing it up this year. And, you know, I'm super pumped uh, for him and all his ex- success. And, uh, yeah, if, if he scored that – I don't know if you guys are watching. He had like a half field shot that was like, it was this close to going. in. if he scored that, I don't know, maybe like a double backflip or something. I, like I know. <laughs> so.
2: Crazy. Yeah, he's
9: a legend.
2: Him and Simone Biles on the same level. Wild stuff. Um, one thing that you guys have in common, you're both nominees for the MLS Young Player of the Year. This is actually the second year in a row that you've been nominated for this award. Do you still feel like a young guy, though? Because I feel like you kind of carry yourself like a seasoned vet, j
9: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know I I am still 21 but I do feel old you know I think red will take some years off my career as well with how much we run but um no I, I actually didn't even really know that I was nominated for that um, it's very rare that defenders even get uh, selected so um, you know I'm I'm assuming an attacker will probably win but yeah it's an honor and yeah I guess it's just a testament to to the hard work that you know we've put in this year all the young guys and yeah, whoever's selected really deserves it at the end.
6: Jame, I, I look at this next match on decision day against Nashville. You're going up against a Shaq Moore, uh, the right-sided fullback for, for Nashville. If you're, if you're trying to make a, a, an impact and also kind of a statement, this is it for you playing up and down that left side and owning it. What do you have to look into in terms of making a, a, an influence in this match to, to make sure you guys get the win?
9: Yeah, you know it's an interesting one. You know, obviously as a defender, you know, you want to lock up uh, the back line, but second of all, you know, you also want to contribute to the attack. So if I can do both of that, you know, that would be a perfect night. And you know, I love getting into the attack, and I think the best uh, defense is is attack. So uh, as much as we can do that, and as much as I can do that, you know, I've been able to play with Shaq a little bit um, in that pre World Cup camp. So uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun squaring off against him and. There will definitely be some uh, some extra motivation for me there, and yeah, just given the circumstances of the game and the importance of it, um, you know, hopefully I can be flying both ways.
6: I'm the only one to have picked you guys to win. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: Oh, Chuck, you gotta throw us another <laughs> <laughs>
5: <button. laughs> yeah. Wow, you have it, don't don't take that. Also, J-Mai, you're invited <laughs> to watch. Jai, I'll invite you to come watch the NYCFC playoff game with me if you oh,
7: want. Oh. No! <laughs>
2: Come back! You're <laughs>
5: sabotaging this interview. This is real now. Um, hey! I, I love J. My
2: man. J. we uh, we re- we are huge fans of yours on this show, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us again. You have an open invitation if you want to after that debacle. <laughs> <Who> the haters <laughs> wrong, Who the which haters may be wrong? some
4: of us on the desk. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.
2: Best of luck this weekend, JMI.
5: Yeah, I'm digging Mai, the cup. Yeah. Ball, nice ball out, J-Mai. Just not too much, my guy. Ball <laughs> out. <laughs>
2: Have All a good right. one, guys. See ya. All right, we're going to take a break. Stick around.
7: Moussa, the ball in, and then on the turn, Christian Pulisic. Just past the hour mark here, in it comes from Kostic, Milik is there, and it's another set piece. Still with Milan though, Loftus-Cheek, uh, let's rip from distance. Uh, this was an absolute cracker from Loftus-Cheek. And now Milik, for McKennie, they're queuing up here, ravios head in it goes from Milik. Juventus have the goal.
2: Welcome back. Well, a big match in Serie A this weekend as AC Milan host Juventus on Sunday. Our coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on Paramount+. And right now, we welcome in one of our very good friends, our Serie A expert, Marco Messina. Okay, so somebody told me that you're going to be you're going to be on the Serie A coverage on Saturday, and then you're hopping on a plane to Italy, and you're going to be at... This Milan-Juve matches is this correct?
11: Yeah, so I'm in tomorrow. I was looking at the call sheet, 9 a.m. And then I we finish at 5, and then I have a flight at 10. So straight after the studio, go fly there, arrive in Milano at, I think, 12. And then with Tony, we got to be at the stadium at like four o'clock, five o'clock. So it's going to be a journey. And then from there, you, Champions League covered. So it's going to be a fun week.
2: Okay. So well, we very much appreciate you fitting us into your your schedule. I know you got a lot to do, apparently, including getting a haircut, which these guys were giving. This was that yeah. was not from me, Mar-a-go. by the way. Mar-a-go.
4: I'm getting yeah. style tips from those three. I know. Yeah, you know. Margo, Margo, the hair, the beard. you got,
5: uh, No, for, you do got to trim the beard up. It's M- going to its gonna touch your eyebrows. M-
4: M- M- <laughs> Milan-Juve oh, no. is fine, but Champions League on Tuesday, Wednesday, you got to be at Champions League level, my guy. Wow.
11: What's that supposed to mean? Milan Yuba's is big. Oh, and by the way, what's wrong with beards? Beards I are nice. Like beards. Maybe I'm you're jealous that you can't grow a fan. beard like me, Nico. Yours is a little patchy. It in
4: is. Some place. I-, I might be a little bit envious, but for Champions League, it's Euro chic. I don't know. It's yeah, like, right like, now. Wait, wait for it. All right, it's coming.
3: Don't worry
5: Marco, about it. you're
2: going to look great. Okay, it's
5: good in a Euro. Let's pick chat.
2: Too. Let's chat a little bit about this uh, AC Milan Juventus match. The team sitting one and three uh, in the table right now. We the the narrative for us at at this desk has been obviously the American contingent uh, that's going to be playing for for both sides. But for the for the league and the table, um, what's at stake here?
11: Uh, Honestly, everything. And I think Milan has had Juventus' number for a few years. Milan stayed in first place and, you know, we all sort of freaked out when they lost that derby, when they lost 5-1 to Inter. But since then, you know, in the Serie A, they've done really well. They sit in that first spot and, you know, they've got like a, a jolt. It kind of woke them up. And for me, for the way that I've seen it, they've even changed the way that they've played a little bit. And I want to see how do they go into this match against Juventus because they got picked apart on the counters against Inter. That's Juventus' game style. They're going to San Siro. They're going away from home. It's a Allegri's type of style with the 3-5-2. Do they still stay back even though they're missing some players? I think that it's so exciting. And Juventus has been dubbed the team that should fight for the Scudetto, but they haven't always shown it on the pitch. So I think we're going to see who is the real contender this year.
5: Marco, uh, Allegri has been quoted in the past, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, football is simple. You defend and then you give the ball to someone with exceptional talent and they do the job for you and you let their magic shine through. Tim Weah, to me, showed in this international window that he is that guy. He has that exceptional talent and has magic. He can do special things when he has possession of the ball. Do you think he did enough to get into uh, Allegri's plans a bit more than he has been in the past?
11: I mean, for me, Wea should start. Uh, I don't think it has to do even with just, uh, you know, game against Ghana, which which he was really good in. I think that he just helps Juventus attack a little bit more. And they need that burst of speed. They need to go forward. And in the probable 11s, we actually have the four Americans starting. Juventus... McKenny looks like he's going to be playing in the midfield um, because of Fajoli not making it. But so far, that's what it's looking like. And I think Wea has been very important. The, the thing about Allegri and the thing you have to understand about him, he's such a calculated manager. You know, he he always wonders, all right, if I put Wea, who do I need to put to cover him? And we've seen him do this sort of rotation where the left wing back will have to defend a lot more. I like he's also one that he likes to surprise. He comes up with something different. Until, uh, I think, two weeks ago, he never played the same uh, lineup back-to-back in his years at Juventus, 112 games. He never played back-to-back, so there still could be something random that pops up, but I'm with you, Alexis, I think way I should start.
6: Marco, I want to talk about one of the, the most underrated matches of the weekend in Serie A, and that's Roma-Monsa. And Roma mm-hmm. coming in with two straight wins, I know Dybala's been injured, but You have the big man Lukaku up front finally scoring goals and looking like uh, his best self. I know Monza's unbeaten in the last five, two straight wins. How big of a challenge is this for Roma at home?
11: It's, it's actually a really, a really good challenge. And Monza is one of those teams, like, you look at their name and you're like, all right, it's Monza, who cares? But no, they, Paladino again, you know how, you know, Deserbi has gone crazy, he's gone viral, what he was doing. Paladino is doing something similar with Monza. He's going to be one of the next best coaches. And I actually was just reading that they have the, the longest minute, the biggest shutout in all of the top five leagues. They, I think 328 minutes, they haven't conceded a goal. So they're a tough team, and they like to attack. is actually an attack-minded uh, manager. His problem is that he really doesn't have great strikers, and they struggle to score goals. Kodbani, I think has scored like 80% of their goals, or 85% of their goals. He's an attacking midfielder, which is not good. Roma, on the other hand, their last match, there was a lot of pressure on them. There was talks, there was rumors, is Jose going to leave? Are they going to sack him? Blah, blah, blah. His players responded, and they have been responding in their last a few matches with Dybala out. There's always a little bit of a struggle because we know what he brings to their squad. So I want to see the reaction, but this is a really, I'm I'm gutted that I think I'm going to be on a plane. I'm not going to be able to watch this game, but uh, it's really one to watch.
4: Marco, some breaking news in like the past hour or so with Papu Gomez testing positive for doping. Just let's imagine a Monza without Papu Gomez. Re- oh, re- reportedly, it's not official, but the reports are strong that he is gonna be suspended for doping. What do you imagine this Monza side doing without him? It
11: happened in the World Cup, by the way. Yeah, I wanna it say it was with Argentina, not with the Monza. Cup, I'm putting that on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, to, to be fair, Papo Gomez, you know, he's he's brand new uh, within this squad. So I think that they've learned. I mean, he would have added that dynamic, like I said, where they could have attacked more. They would have found the outlets. He has a, a great relationship with the ownership, with uh, with Gagliani, um, to bring him in. And he brings that creativity that, like you said, like they've been lacking. But I think that Monza's style, which is a good thing, and it's not a good thing, and Chuck, maybe you could speak to this better, is that they're a team, right? And they rely so much on their wing backs. They, just, they rely so much on trying to get everyone involved, which is good, it shows that you're a good squad, but then at the same time, you don't really have the focal point, and Papa Gomez could have been that guy.
2: Well, Marco, um, we do appreciate you joining us this morning. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot to get done before uh, you take off. So, so thank you so much. And safe travels, my friend. I hope it all goes well.
11: Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon.
3: Ciao.
2: All right guys, uh, let's chat um, a little Bundesliga before we, we take a break. We have a big one, uh, Union Berlin taking mm. on Stuttgart, mm. who is kind of the story of the season. They are sitting in second place. They only have one loss on the season, uh, which is madness. A plus 14 goal differential. They have a striker in Seru Girasi, 13 goals yeah. on the season. And this is a team that was about this close to getting
4: relegated. Relegated. They
2: were in the playoff playoff playoff. and had to win (laughs) that game in order to stay in the Bundesliga. What have they done right, Nico?
4: Everything has clicked and obviously when you have a prolific striker like Gigasi, the dominoes are gonna fall in the right place, right? I'm super concerned about Union Berlin right now. They're in a free fall. They've lost five straight games. They won the first two Bundesliga games and then five losses. Just boom, boom, boom. Plus the two Champions League losses after that. So it's like, how do they pick it up from here? And it's strange because they've added to their squad so significantly. They had a really strong transfer window. So they have to really turn things around because they've had great seasons uh, consecutively in the Bundesliga.
6: Yeah, it's one of those things where you're you're trying to balance Champions League with uh, Bundesliga. And at this point, I think for Union Berlin playing at home, you you have to get a result against a strong Stuttgart side. The difference right Mm. now to get into the top four, Champions League football next season looks unlikely given the the amount of of depth in the Bundesliga right now. And their position, they they start off so poorly that it's going to be hard to to gain those uh, points needed to get into the top four.
5: I just know this is huge for Bundesliga, that it's it's not Bayern running away with it. Right now, there's a lot of exciting teams. Obviously, we could talk about Leverkusen, which we've talked about at nauseum. Stuttgart is, is fun to watch. Leipzig. This is the best. Leipzig is awesome. Dortmund and Munich.
1: Yeah. The, the I was
2: so mad. I was going to wear a German Stuttgart cities. jersey today Ooh. because my friend, you know, Jillian Sackovitz, her husband is from Germany. He's a huge Stuttgart fan, and he was going to let me borrow his kit, and he left it in Germany on his last trip oh. there. And I was so mad because okay. I was like, I'm all in. I'm on the Stuttgart train. Let's go. Um, All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We are going to chat some NWSL playoffs with Jordan Angeli when we come back. Stick around, guys. Don't go anywhere.
1: Passion, drive, and patience.
2: Welcome back. The NWSL playoffs kickoff tonight. The first quarterfinal match will be between O.L. Reign and the Red Hot Angel City at Lumen Field, 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, You can watch that on Paramount Plus. And right now we bring in our very good friend who I wish was in studio with us. Alas, she joins us via
10: Zoom. Jordan Angeli, tell us about this kit, though, before we kick things off. Okay, you guys. I know you just had Marco on and he would have said when in Rome, but I say when at home hey. you wear the, the kit that you used to wear. So this is my old Western New York Flash uh, training jersey. It looks so clean. great. Those, it is the, great. That
6: logo is so dope.
2: So, so good. Yeah, it nice.
6: beats San Diego FC. It
5: also beats Magic. Magic? Magic yeah. Magic Jack? So we could- do you remember that team, Magic Jack? Yeah. The phone yeah. thing? That was I a Yeah, I remember team the, name,
10: the owner yelling at me when I was playing on the field against them. So, yeah, I have memories. I have memories.
2: Wow. Wow. Uh,
10: well,
5: we got look- to do tea with uh, Jordan, bro.
2: I know. I'm <laughs> sure she's got some stories. Uh, you look great. You're winning this Footy Kit Friday. Um, okay, Jordan, let's chat about tonight's uh, quarterfinal matchup between the OL Reign and Angel City. Um, there's some reports out that Rose Lavelle could be available for O.L. Reign. How does that kind of change things for them in the way they approach this one?
10: It changes a lot, Suze. You guys all know Rose Lavelle and how impactful she can be in a team. And I I just got the um, availability report and there is nobody on that that is not available for this game for O.L. Reign. So they have their whole squad available, ready to go, which means Rose Lavelle could see minutes. So the, the thing that I really question For Laura Harvey and this O.L. Reign squad is how she has utilized Rose Lavelle when she is healthy. She's been playing on the right wing so she can dribble inside and use her left foot in the pocket and allow Sofia Huerta to get forward. It works. But to me, that's not the position Rose Lavelle should be playing. And you should play Lavelle at the 10. You should trust in your sixes behind you in this 4-2-3-1 that Laura Harvey likes to play. And you should let Rose Lavelle boss it up in the middle of the field. Now, I, I don't know how fit and how healthy she is. I don't know if she starts or she comes in off the bench. But I know the one thing that Laura Harvey has not been able to figure out is a NWSL championship. And so she is going to hopefully have some tricks up her sleeve in order for this OL rain team to be good at home in the playoffs, which they haven't been that good at home and for them to get a win and to keep their playoff hopes alive.
5: Jordan, let's say some of these first round matches uh, the big wins, there's going to be a a long gap. And I know we asked you about that before uh, between that and the next match. Do you think that benefits the team that has to play this first round? Or do you think someone like a Portland Thorns, you think it's a negative that they're sort of sitting on ice for so long?
10: I think you could go either way. I'm a little worried about the Thorns in San Diego and how they do manage that time. This isn't uncommon, right, to not have a game and to be able to prepare and do well a couple of weeks later. I think the one benefit is, for all of these teams that then make it to the semifinal is you're gonna have two weeks to prepare for a team. You're gonna know who the team is and both teams are gonna be able to prepare. So I think you're if you're looking strictly at the semifinals, these teams are happy that they have time to prepare, but also remember during that t- preparation time, players are going to be gone away with international duty. So it is going to be interesting to see who manages this layoff a little bit better between Portland and San Diego.
4: Jordan, so Sophia Smith is 100% back. Is that what you feel after decision day?
10: She is back. I don't know if she's 100%. She substituted in the last two matches for Portland. Does that mean she is you know, in three weeks, I mean, she's, she's going in with a national team in three weeks. Is she going to be fit and ready to play 90 minutes? That's Sophia Smith fully healthy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I know she is playing and um, looks dangerous, not as dangerous as she was before that knee injury.
6: Jordan, uh, now with the courage and, and Caroline's injury and the mystique around this injury, because there hasn't been any reports on exactly what Happened, uh, or New York uh, is? Are they the favorites
10: now? Would
6: would you say that? I would. <laughs> of course, you would.
10: I- I just think the system in which Nehas plays and the intellectual ability of these players, because it is uh, you have to understand the system. And they have been working, had some road bumps early in the year, but now have been working to this is how we play and we know how to play. We know how to play out of pressure, which Gotham will show them. It's just does North Carolina get too cute sometimes? I think they're gonna be their own worst enemy in against this Gotham team. If they lose, I think it's gonna be because Gotham's high press and and trying to play out of it. But I'm concerned. I'm concerned with the length it's taken to figure out what's going on with Caroline. i'm I'm concerned at the way that North Carolina plays is so possession heavy. But they know, they always know, if they get high press, they can find Caroline on the outlet. So can Tyler Lucy, with her speed, help to relieve that if Caroline isn't available? I think that's a good, it's not like for like. No one is like for like with Caroline right now. But it's a good option, especially with how Tyler Lucy has played for the courage. And she's scored five goals this year, you guys. Every single one is a game-winning goal in a one-to-nothing game. Wow. It's a pretty good wow. record. That's a crazy yeah. stat.
2: That
0: is wild. Dang, yeah. talk
10: about clutch. Uh, Jordan,
2: Angelie great stuff as always. Always wonderful to see you. Have a great Thanks, weekend.
10: Guys. You guys too. Good to see you.
2: Welcome back. Here's a look at your weekend footy fix. Today we've got Dortmund taking on Werder Bremen at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN uh, Boca.
4: So Boca
2: it's versus Union.
4: My parents' 33rd year anniversary tonight. Oh, and guess what we're doing? Happy watching anniversary, watching Cantors! Booky
8: Da!
2: Oh boy. oh, boy. Uh, and don't forget about OL Rain, Angel City, 10 p.m. on the Galato Network. On Saturday, we've got the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool taking on Everton at 7.30 a.m. We also have Chelsea versus Arsenal at 12.30 on NBC. And it is decision day. NYCFC versus Chicago. SKC versus Minnesota. Just two of the big matchups on the final day of the MLS regular season. then on Sunday, AC Milan versus Juventus. Our coverage starts at 2 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then we wrap... Things up with the second quarterfinal of the NWSL playoffs NC courage versus Gotham 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. And right now we welcome it. It's Friday. It's about that time. Look, Jimmy Conrad. How's it going, buddy?
7: Hey, what's up, everybody? Great to see you as always. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to my two former clubs in MLS, the San Jose Earthquakes, who have to beat Austin FC this weekend to get into the playoffs and Sporting Kansas City, who need to beat Minnesota and also need some help to get into the playoffs as well. I'm pulling for both of those teams. They're not involved in my bets, okay? I don't want any emotion no, no, yeah, painting agree. my bet.
2: Stay away, stay away from that. I did the stay same away. thing. Okay, so it is time for us to give our uh, our footy wagers for the weekend. I guess let's take a look at the standings first. Great. Yeah, please. Nico and Alexis. Let's go. Well done in the green. Uh, Susanna, Charlie, and Jimmy. We've got we've got some, some room to make up, but there's time.
7: L- Listen, listen, I was way in the lead in week one last time around, and that did not end well for me. So you guys enjoy your one-week lead. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Fine.
2: Well, Jimmy, let's, uh, let's get to it then. What is your, what's your pick for the weekend?
7: Ooh, I'm going a little MLS decision day parlay, everybody. I'm going with some teams that have some urgency in getting results this weekend. So the Portland Timbers are hosting the Houston Dynamo. Now the Timbers were in a pretty good run after losing to Houston – 5-0, which prompted them to fire their coach, Gio Savarese. They only need a draw, really, to, to, to limp into the playoffs. I didn't think I was very impressed, or I wasn't very impressed with the result heading into the international break when they lost to Montreal 4-1. The Dynamo, though, I know they've only won two of their away games out of 16 in the league so far, but they have only lost one of their last six away from home, and that included winning the Open Cup in Miami, Different type of gravy right now with Houston Dynamo. They, I like them to win or draw minus 150, okay? That's part one okay. of this three-legged parlay, everybody. Ooh. Okay, and then I got Columbus Crew, one of the best home teams in the league this season. Only lost once out of 16 games. They're hosting Montreal. Montreal, one of the worst teams away from home. They mm-hmm. need to win, though, uh-huh. to get into the playoffs. They have to win. So I like both teams to score. I got minus 190 there, okay? So you're going to start to bring these all together. Then LA Galaxy, who are out of the playoffs, have been not very good, lost their rhythm, a bunch of injuries. Ricky Pooch might not even play. And you got FC Dallas just need a win or a draw to potentially get into the playoffs. I think they're going to find a way to do that. So i like them to win or draw. That's minus 165. You put all those together, that's plus 300. You put $50 on that and you get 200 back. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your free money, everybody. It's definitely going to hit. Let's go.
5: <laughs> so, Jimmy, when we do this live, you'll say that shorter, right?
7: <laughs> no, no, no. No, that was me That was me channeling my Nico Cantor, where I had yeah, to give you context yeah. to every single bat. I like so it. Am, yeah. I, am I now going to challenge my yeah. Jimmy Conrad for my place?
2: Take it away.
4: All right, it's really important to note, in the Turkish Super League, Istanbul <laughs> Sport is doing really, really badly. So I'm placing a nice little bet on Ankara Guju that, you know what, I think they're going to get it done. They haven't been great on the road, but against a pretty crappy opposition in Istanbul Sport, they're going to get the win. That's the first part. I'm going to do a parlay. Parte because it's Friday. Freiburg to beat Bochum at home. Bochum not good. Freiburg is strong in the Black Forest. We're going Freiburg to win at home. That's part two. And part three Inter away. But I like Inter. Against Torino it'll be a tough one but Inter is going to get the job done. You put that all together. Put 20 bucks and the payout is $99.53. <laughs> wow.
6: wow. Two straight-up bets, parlay. Atletico Madrid to beat Celta Vigo. At Celta Vigo, Celta Vigo okay. five matches without a win. Three straight home matches without a win. While Atletico are 6-1-1. One, and one. They're flying right now. And then Bayern to beat Mainz at home. Two games. $50 wins me $133. I feel like this is the safest bet I've ever used. That I, like I, so I like that I
7: think so, too. I like that. I think so, too.
5: All right, I'll be real quick. Leipzig is going to be darmstadt. They've only lost once ever to them, and they've never drawn. Fifty bucks okay. at minus 225. Oh, that's it. Ayo. That, that's
2: two twenty-five. Seventy-two dollars and twenty-two cents. Those are bets. All right, Jeez. Uh, so I'm I'm doing Bundesliga as well because I wanted no part of Decision Day in MLS. Because yeah, that's it, yeah, just no. Yeah. Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> on time? I know. I can't. Okay, so I'm picking Stuttgart to beat Union Berlin, and Celil uh, Gyasi to score because that man just can't oh, stop. Finding back wow. of the net at twenty. Five dollars at plus two ninety wow. to win about hundred bucks. It's ninety seven fifty. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I wanna, I wanna play it a little bit safe, but I feel like this is a good one.
5: Yeah, it is. A what good would one. have been your bet for Minnesota United?
2: What's oh. oh. <laughs> that? <laughs> That's real asking. cute. That's real cute. I'm, Jimmy, the, he said it though. It's uh, SKC. They both need to win. Ian and Fuller Minnesota, to win. Minnesota. <laughs> Ian Fuller has. Me. He already won. He's he already won. He has won,
7: won. <laughs> all, yeah. all day long. Let's be honest.
2: Uh, Jimmy, always great to see you. Thank you so much.
7: Really, really smart bets from everybody. I love you guys.
2: I'll see you next week. Wow. Woo. Guys, have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're going to send you off with uh, some fireworks from the one and only Duncan McGuire because he <laughs> figured out a new trick on his phone. Look at that. Yay. Woo. Party like your Duncan McGuire this weekend, y'all. Have a great one. We'll see you Monday.